Welcome to the Resources for Integrated Care webinar series, Caring for Individuals with Alzheimer's Disease and Related Dementias. This podcast is excerpted from a webinar presented live in the fall of 2015. This webinar series is presented by the Lewin Group in collaboration with Community Catalyst and the American Geriatric Society and is supported through the Medicare-Medicaid Coordination Office and the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. MMCO is dedicated to ensuring beneficiaries enrolled in Medicare and Medicaid have access to seamless, high-quality health care that includes the full range of covered services in both programs. To support providers in their efforts to deliver more integrated, coordinated care to Medicare Medicaid enrollees, MMCO is developing technical assistance and actionable tools based on successful innovations and care models. To learn more about current efforts, please visit resourcesforintegratedcare.com. In this podcast, Dr. Greg Warshaw, Professor Emeritus of Geriatric Medicine at the University of Cincinnati, will explore the context of behavioral changes associated with Alzheimer's disease and related dementias. So um, I think those of you who have been on the previous webinars know, or you know from your work, that Alzheimer's disease has a variety of uh, presentations and symptoms, uh, short-term memory loss, other changes that we see commonly with the dementia. But along with those memory and cognitive problems, we also see a number of behavioral and psychiatric symptoms. And this occurs in many adults with Alzheimer's disease and similar dementias. And the, uh, these, these symptoms can be very distressing for families and challenging for clinicians. Uh, but the good news, as we'll talk about today, is that there's many strategies to prevent or manage these uh, symptoms so that caregivers uh, can uh, be more successful in helping their relatives uh, or uh, uh, the, benef- the patients they're taking care of. Next slide. These are some of the behavioral symptoms that we see in dementia. Some of these are fairly uh, straightforward. Uh, For example, uh, disinhibition is a symptom where people may uh, no longer be able to maintain certain social uh, norms. Uh, This may include uh, interrupting people or speaking out of turn. It may be using language that people are not familiar with. Uh, sometimes older people with dementia will start using four-letter words. Uh, I've heard daughters or sons tell me I, they didn't even know their mother or father knew these words, and they'll start using them in conversation. So these types of uh, behavioral symptoms can be confusing and distressing to families. Uh, there's also uh, symptoms that uh, fall into a category of psychosis where people have delusions and uh, may believe that, for example, somebody's trying to poison them, uh, they may believe that something is coming into their room, some kind of strange gas that's going to get to them. Uh, they also may have hallucinations. Sometimes these are friendly figures that they see in their room. Other times they're figures of former family members, or sometimes they're frightening hallucinations. Next slide. As a physician, the first thing I'm trying to do when I learn about a behavioral problem in a person with a dementia is to understand if there's any uh, secondary cause that could be going on with the person that could explain the behavior in addition to the dementia. And so I'm looking for a new condition such an infection, even simple infections like urinary tract infections could lead to new behavioral problems. I'm looking to see if we're managing pre-existing medical problems properly. 
uh, people who have chronic arthritis uh, may not be treated adequately and the chronic pain could lead to behavioral uh, symptoms. Or they've been started on a new medication. Particularly, I'm looking for anticholinergic medications like over-the-counter antihistamines or medications that we use for bladder control. These uh, new medications could interfere with people's ability to actually uh, uh, maintain their normal state. So anytime there's something new uh, going on or the behavioral symptom is acute and onset or evolving rapidly, I'm looking for a new medical condition or, or, or medication toxicity could explain the symptom. Next slide. Next slide, please. So my assessment will be taking a careful history from the patient and particularly the informant or people that are directly observing the behavior and are with the person on a regular basis. When did it start? What's been the course of the symptoms? Are there associated circumstances like a new caregiver or a change in environment? Or has the person uh, not had adequate sleep? Have there been other stressors? And how is the caregiver doing? Is the caregiver uh, uh, stressed out, exhausted? Uh, this could lead to the person with the dementia starting to recognize that things are not good in their environment. Next slide. Not all dementias are Alzheimer's disease, and we'll emphasize this more as we go through the program, because uh, when you have uh, other causes for dementia, you may uh, have different types of behavioral symptoms that need to be managed in a different way, and they may occur in a different time sequence. This example is a case of an 80-year-old woman who has a nine-month history of short-term memory loss, and uh, she's also losing some of her ability to manage her day-to-day -day activities. But her family's concerned about having hallucinations of small children and animals. She's also having more trouble walking and has hand tremors. Um, and on exam, I actually noticed that there was some increased muscle tone and resting tremors. These, these findings, particularly the early onset of hallucinations, more trouble walking, and, and neurologic findings on exam is very atypical in early Alzheimer's disease. These would be findings that we'd find much later in the illness, not just a nine-month history. So this presentation is not typical of Alzheimer's. Next slide. This presentation actually that you just heard was probably more uh, similar to what we might see in somebody with Lewy body disease. And uh, I've listed some other types of atypical dementias or different causes of dementia that are different than Alzheimer's. And uh, Dr. Hall will speak more about this in her presentation. Next slide. One of the areas of controversy in the management of behavioral uh, symptoms in dementia is the use of medications to control symptoms. And the class of medications that has received the most attention are the uh, antipsychotic medications, particularly the atypical antipsychotics, which are widely used now for the treatment of psychiatric illness in adults. Um, these uh, atypical antipsychotics are particularly useful uh, at times for aggression and psychosis, but there are many risks with their use, and uh, these include cerebrovascular disease increases, side effects that may cause uh, motor dis disruption in the person's function, and they may also cause metabolic disorders like in diabetes. Uh, the most important thing to know is that uh, all antipsychotic agents now carry an FDA warning regarding increased all-cause mortality in dementia. So our focus today is really going to be on 
trying to uh, use uh, environmental and behavioral approaches to the management of these diseases and, and to avoid the use of medications if at all possible. Next slide. So we're going to be uh, looking at precipitating factors uh, that cause excess disability and focusing on prevention. Uh, interventions that involve creativity and trial and error are important. You go back to that, uh, thank you. And using non-pharmacological treatments first. Uh, one example of uh, creativity was a case I had uh, in a nursing home recently where a uh, patient of mine had decided after watching a little bit too much TV news that the uh, Canadian Army was invading the United States. And this has gotten him pretty up agitated. He was actually organizing the other people on the unit to prepare for invasion by Canada and uh, was is really starting to rile things up. A very uh, clever nurse went ahead to her computer. Next slide. And created this little newspaper, which you may not be able to see very clearly, but basically uh, she created a, uh, a little newspaper clipping that he could, she could give to the patient which uh, proclaimed that the United States and Canada had, had uh, formed a treaty and peace or, and things were going to be okay. And it was amazing how this simple intervention calmed him down without medication and he began to relax and we encouraged him not to watch the news so much. Next slide. I'm going to go through a few case studies very quickly that are examples of the types of problems that come up in my practice just to give you a feel for the kinds of things that we need to be working uh, to help families and caregivers uh, uh, take care of when they are working with relatives with Alzheimer's disease. This is a case of an 82-year-old husband caregiver and his 80-year-old wife who has Alzheimer's. He's concerned because his wife has wandered out of their house several times in the past month and they live on a fairly busy street. He wants to know if we can prescribe a medication that will keep uh, her from wandering. Next. This case is an 83-year-old wife caregiver of an 85-year-old patient with Alzheimer's disease, and she's calling me on the phone, and she's concerned because her husband is having increasing difficulty sleeping through the night. The problem has developed slowly over the past several months. He falls asleep okay, but is awake again in a few hours, and this is disturbing her sleep. She's pretty desperate, and she wants to know if I can prescribe something that will knock him out at night. Next slide. This case is of a 77-year-old woman with Alzheimer's disease that presents with her 50-year-old daughter. Uh, uh, the uh, person with dementia, the older woman, is living with in her daughter's home. The daughter is concerned that for the past six months, her mother spends much of the day just looking out the front window and does not like to do much else. The mother is eating and sleeping well, and her weight is stable. The daughter is concerned that her mother is depressed, and she would like you to prescribe treatment. Next slide. This case uh, uh, was presented by a home care nurse who wanted to talk to me about an 80-year-old male with Alzheimer's disease who is persistently agitated and aggressive with the home health aides. This nurse is concerned for the safety of her staff. Physically and verbally aggressive behavior may be provoked by just routine requests like for bathing or appear without a clear precipitant. The nurse would like to discuss uh, with me prescribing medication uh, and uh, uh, trying to calm the patient down. Next slide.
Finally, this is a case of a 79-year-old man who's experienced changes in behavior. He was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease 10, years, or 10 months ago, which is relatively recent. Recently, he has started to have episodic paranoid ideas about his children's interest in taking control of his stock portfolio. Uh, there's no new medical problems, and the patient is not taking medication, and the family wants to know how to deal with this uh, paranoia. Next slide. Another case is while making a home visit, uh, you uh, see an 85-year-old female Alzheimer's disease patient with six-week history of disturbing hallucinations. The family states that the patient describes men coming into her room at night and threatening her. She becomes quite agitated during these experiences. The family confirmed that no men are actually coming into her room, although the symptoms are intermittent, and would like you to intervene in some way. Next slide. So with these cases as examples, uh, we want to spend the rest of the time uh, during our presentation, and uh, Dr. Hall and uh, Beth Spencer will be talking about ways to approach these kinds of problems in a way that understands their cause and uh, tries to avoid the use of medications and maybe can prevent some of these. Um, the key thing is to uh, listen carefully to the history, be sympathetic, understand precipitating factors, and be creative. And if of course, uh, do no harm to the patient or the family as you're trying to help them with these difficult, challenging behavioral uh, problems that are common in Alzheimer's disease and related dementias. For more information about this webinar series and other resources, including videos and podcasts, please visit resourcesforintegratedcare.com and follow us on Twitter at integrate underscore care.